0: The following is a listener supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. In Revelation 1, verses 5 and 6, it seems to say maybe that all Christians will someday reign as kings. We're looking at a difficult passage today, and I hope you'll stay tuned for it right here on Grace in Focus. Grace in Focus is the radio broadcast and podcast ministry of the Grace Evangelical Society located in North Texas. Thank you for being here today. And we'd also like to let you know about our website, that's faithalone.org, where you will find thousands of articles that we've written on Free Grace Theology and also a way to have a free subscription to our magazine, which is also called Grace in Focus. Find it all at faithalone.org. Now with today's discussion, here are Bob Wilkin and Ken Yates.
1: And we have some great questions people have sent in. And here's one, and it comes from Revelation chapter 1, verse 6. If you have your Bibles in Revelation chapter 1, verse 6, and this question is a textual criticism issue, it says in the New King James, and I think the King James as well, right, Bob? Right. It says in verse 6, well, if we start at the end of verse 5, To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, obviously talking about Christ, and here's verse 6, and has made us, now most translations say kings and priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. V.S. writes in, and he recognizes that there is a textual problem here, that Even though the King James and New King James says kings, both the majority text and the critical text have the word kingdom. He has made us a kingdom and priests, well, the word and is not there, but kingdom, priest forever. And so his question, first of all, is should it be kings or should it be kingdom? And then does this imply, if it's kings, that all Christians are going to reign in the world? He has made us kings, so all believers are going to be kings.
2: Okay, so this is a very tough question, but let's take the second question first. Mm -hmm. No, it doesn't imply that all believers will rule with Christ and all believers will be kings. And we know this from hundreds of scriptures. Sure. I mean, we know that some will rule and some won't. The parable of the mean is one's ruling over 10 cities, one over five cities. One's not ruling at
1: all. Second Timothy 2.
2: Second Timothy 2.12. If we endure, we'll reign with him. If we deny him, he'll deny us. There's just lots and lots of verses that indicate some will rule, some won't rule. So we can just we can know that's not true. But what the first part of this question is, what is it saying? I would agree that the correct reading is kingdom, not king, right?
1: Yeah, and I think pretty much everyone would agree with that. I mean, both the critical text has kingdom, and the majority text has kingdom. Right, so,
2: so if you're looking at an NIV, or a New American Standard, or I know the New Forman American Standard
1: Christian. says kingdom. Right. right.
2: So you look at any of those, they're going to be reading kingdom, and so should the King James, New King James, but unfortunately, they follow a few manuscripts from the Byzantine text type that had kings.
1: Yes. And what it is, is the Texas Receptus, Mm -hmm. which from my understanding is built on Erasmus's translation. And Erasmus had some very bad manuscripts, particularly in the book of Revelation. And so he had some manuscripts that said kings here. And that's why the King James and the new King James reflects that because it reflects the Texas Receptus. All
2: right. And the biggest problem here is what in the world does it mean?
1: Yes, he has made. So we agree that it's He's made us a kingdom.
2: And you would expect that to be it. Or he's made, we might We might supply the words for us. He has made for us a kingdom, or he's made a kingdom for us. Right. However, Bob Vicendak in the Grace New Testament commentary basically understands kingdom to mean community. That's what he puts in parentheses. And he doesn't see it as future. He
1: sees it as present. Because that's the issue, right? Is he saying he's made us a kingdom in the world to come. We might say he's going to make us a kingdom or we will be a kingdom. He's made us because we are in Christ. We are in him and we are going to be his kingdom in the world to come. Or as Bob Vicendic says, is it we're a kingdom now. We're a community now. And I guess. the And we're priests now. Serving him now. And
2: we'll be a community in the future. So it wouldn't be using Basileia. As a technical term for Christ's
1: kingdom. The millennial kingdom, for well, example. Or, or, or the, the eternal, eternal kingdom. It, right, yeah, right,
2: Which really the millennial kingdom is the first thousand years of the eternal kingdom. Or is it just using it in a loose sense? He's made us some sort of community. I'm inclined toward taking this as referring to the coming future kingdom, and we're not a kingdom now. Mm-hmm. unless you're going to use the wave index as it. However, John Walvoord in the Bible Knowledge Commentary takes, seems to take a similar view, right?
1: Yeah. Now, both of them say the kingdom is not now. The kingdom of Christ, where Christ so is So this wrote, is
2: not a technical reference to the kingdom. The kingdom. This is just
1: a community or a, a group. Yes. He's made us a community that is serving the Lord now. And the support for that would be He made us, past tense, he made us a kingdom, and I guess they would also argue that he's writing to the seven churches and he's encouraging them to serve the Lord faithfully. So he's saying he's made you a kingdom and you're serving him now, so you should be doing that in light of the fact that the judge is coming.
0: Just jumping in here to make you aware of our magazine, Grace in Focus. It is a bi-monthly, six issues per year, 48-page magazine, full color. And we want you to subscribe by emailing your name and your snail mail address to ges at faithalone.org. The subscription is free. It can be accessed electronically or it can be actually physically sent to you if you live in the lower 48 United States. That's our Grace and Focus magazine. Send your name and snail mail address to GES at faithalone.org.
2: Well, the other problem I have with this is notice in the English, it says, He's made us. What does the New American Standard read on that? He has made us a kingdom and priest, I think it says.
1: Yes, they add the word and, but the word and is not there in the Greek. He's made us kingdom priests. So it seems that priest is
2: basically further explaining the kingdom. Right. Not he's made us a kingdom and priest, but a kingdom that is priest. So it's kind of odd. So I guess my bottom line on this is no, this clearly isn't saying that all believers will be kings. Right, that's clear. It's, it's also not saying the kingdom is now, not the technical kingdom is now. But exactly what it means, I'm going to call myself an agnostic at <laughs> this point. Yes, it deals with service. It doesn't mean that church-age people are going to be Old Testament priests. I think priest is used here as a reference to those who serve God.
1: Right, Serving some kind of... Worshipping or religious capacity. Right. Right. Right.
2: And obviously we do that now, but is that what this is talking about? And I'm not sure if this is looking to the future and the coming kingdom, when we will serve him, or is this referring to now? So I'm kind of open as to what's going on here. But I would say this is very difficult in the Greek, and I think it's very difficult in the English, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and for those who are interested in the Grace New Testament commentary, what Bob Vesendik has to say, he to support his view, he points to 1 Thessalonians 1, verses 9 and 10, where Paul says the Thessalonians serve, present tense, the living and true God, which is… As they're waiting for him to right come. as they're waiting for him to come to come and John says here, where we serve God as priests, you know, as we're waiting for him to come, but anyway he he makes this parallel there in first Thessalonians one nine and ten. Okay, I think that was a good discussion because, number one, it makes your brain hurt a little bit, but also it shows you some of the textual criticism issues that come up.
2: Yeah, and also I think we need to recognize that, hey, we can't answer every Bible question with thus saith the Lord. Mm -hmm. There are some passages that are exceedingly difficult. Now, there may come a day when I've done more study— I don't recall looking up all uses of Basileia in the book of Revelation. That would be helpful. Right. Are there others like this? But there are some times where you come down and you say, I know it doesn't mean A, B, or C, and I know it could mean D, E, or F, but I'm not quite sure. And that's the way I feel about this one.
1: Yeah, this is not only a textual criticism exercise, but also the analogy of faith. We take the clear verses to interpret the non-clear.
2: And it's hard to know exactly what verses are going to be parallel to this. You know, Bob Vissendeik picks 1st S1-9. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's parallel. Right. But maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Right. Yeah.
1: So the textual criticism helps us narrow it down that he's not saying that we're all kings. And I think that's very helpful because whether we're talking about now or the future kingdom, not all believers are kings. We're not kings now.
2: Well, let me just throw a little monkey wrench in here. (laughs) Look at Revelation 17. I believe it's verses 9 and 10. The word kingdom comes up again there. And it's interesting. This leads to a big brouhaha. Do you have your uh, text there? What does Revelation 17, 9 and 10 say?
1: Revelation 17, 9 and 10 say, here is a mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sets. There are also seven kings. Five have fallen. One is, and the other has not yet come. And when he comes, he must continue a short time.
2: Yeah, and it's interesting. It says that there are also seven kings, and it's basileis not basileia for not kingdoms. kingdoms. right. But do you know how most dispensationalists translate this? That
1: there's been seven kingdoms. Yeah. Yeah, there's been seven. They'll usually go back like Assyria or Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Greece, Persia. Right. 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 But it makes the most
2: sense. Hodges argues this is talking about the first seven Caesars. And And he dates
1: it to Revelation is written in 69. Right. Right. He
2: says five have fallen. That is the first five Caesars have died. One is, that means we're dated in the sixth one. Uh, which I believe is Otho in 69 end of 69 AD and one has not yet come that would be the seventh and when he comes he must continue a short time. actually, I think Otho was the one that was just six months and then he talks about the beast is the eighth and he's one of the seven. Yeah. So Hodges argues that the the beast in the in, uh, is one of the resurrected r- is one of the well not, not exactly resurrected, where, but he's basically possessing right the body of a person. But anyway, take a look at that. It's interesting. I probably confused everybody, but... uh...
1: Well, no, this is a a great discussion where we get down into some of the details and we appreciate uh, the question from V.S. And uh, remember, keep keep grace grace in in focus. focus.
0: We would love to know where you are when you are listening to us. Please take a short minute to send us the call letters of this station and the city where you are listening and how many times a week you listen. Thank you. You will be helping us with our stewardship. Send it to radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. We are so thankful for our financial partners who keep us on the air. Every gift is tax deductible and very much appreciated. If you'd like to find out how you can give, go to faithalone.org. Does Matthew 5.22 teach that we can lose our salvation? We don't think so, but let's talk about it on the next episode. Until then, let's keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.